are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans, to another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's the Lockdown Eagles podcast, as always, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri, joining you on this Friday edition of the show. Guys, it's episode number five of five. Download it into your phone wherever you subscribe to Lockdown Eagles. We are available on all platforms, on Apple, on Odyssey, on Stitcher, Spotify, Google, you name it, every podcast platform you can think of, and on YouTube as well. Monday through Friday shows are up on YouTube now. We've got short side videos as well for you. We're talking birds on Twitter, at Lockdown Birds, at GC24 underscore football, at DBSCLOE. Loads of content for you as the 2021 season continues to roll on. And Gino, as we did last week. Friday is always going to be the season locked on QB1. Each week we're going to go through the past performance of Jalen Hurts, the upcoming matchup for Jalen Hurts against the next defense, and watch his progress throughout a season that he, throughout the entire year, has to prove he can be the long-term QB1 because there are potentially three first-round picks waiting for the Birds in the 2022 NFL Draft. And I thought on Sunday, I mean, that could not have been a more perfect debut for Hertz, right? And you look mm-hmm. back to like past incredible week one performances by Eagles quarterbacks. You look at like Michael Vick in 2010 against Green Bay, maybe even Vick in 2013 against Washington, Wentz in 2016 and 2017, like Hertz week uh, one against Atlanta in 2021 is certainly up there. Yeah, I would definitely have to say so. And I saw on our YouTube channel that somebody had commented and said that it's not an audition. And I want to clarify like what that idea means. And I kind of equate football to like teachers, you know, like when you get tenure, the idea of tenure, like three years and then you get tenured. That's kind of what the NFL is. Like you have your all, every player besides Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, and like the main guys are always auditioning. Mm -hmm. And especially at the quarterback position, you're always this year at the quarterback. Yes. It's a, what have you done for me lately? And if we're going by that, Jalen hurts has done a good job lately, and I'm excited to see what he does in round two. And I heard Kyle Brandt on Good Morning Football call it a shtick from Nick Seriani this round one, round two. But I really believe that that's the best way to approach it, and I'm sure that's how Jalen Hurts is made up from Nick Seriani. And like every time he talks, you're like, yes, this kid went to Alabama based on how he talks. And I firmly believe that that, st- that message – of go to next week in round two starts with your head coach. Your right. quarterback is definitely projecting that. And I guarantee Jalen Hurts celebrated a little bit after week one, but he got right down to business. Like he's ready to go. He's the one guy that wants to lead this team. And I, I want to see this audition continue to go well. And I, I liked yeah. what we saw last week. And there's a lot of room to build for Jalen Hurts. And I, I think that's yeah. what you want to see in a quarterback because mm-hmm. – once the blueprints like go out the window and things aren't always in structure, like can your quarterback compete and do well? Jalen Hurts is that guy, and I, I want to continue to see him build within structure and outside structure to yep. continue to build up this story that Jalen Hurts is. 
Yeah, and it's certainly an audition, especially for Jalen Yeah, Hurt. absolutely. He's the one that can't afford to get comfortable at <laughs> all with the situation the Eagles are in, with the picks they have next year, with their previous interests and in other quarterbacks, and again, how they won't settle at this position, with their infatuation of this position. You right. know he's got to prove it this year. So it's certainly an audition, and it was definitely a good start against the Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcons. And Gina will, and uh, myself will dive into the good from that game, what we want to see more of on Sunday against San Francisco. But yeah, Gino, overall, it was very, very impressive. I wasn't expecting that kind of showing um, for Jalen week one. I was pretty optimistic about the summer he had, but to see how composed, I mean, it shouldn't be a surprise, I guess, based on the way he's always carried himself, even in college. Uh, But the way he was composed, confident, in control of that offense for a guy that had started just four NFL games before that, was in a brand new offense with very young weapons. It looked like, I mean, him and the entire team in general, the young players and coaches, it looked like they had been doing this for a decade plus. It was extremely impressive in that way. Yeah, and I think we all got to see on national television last night, the Giants in Washington. And Lou, I don't even think I'm crazy saying this. Is Jalen Hurts already in contention to be the second best quarterback in well, I don't this think it's division. I think he is. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. After what I saw, I mean, Fitzpatrick is injured, so they had Heineke in there last night. Mm-hmm. It's up and down for him. Daniel Jones, man, like Made some I good just, plays, but again, he just I mean he he's, not it. Jones. he's not yeah, it. He's not it. But I guess we're blind it. then, apparently, because that's what the Giants say. If you don't if yeah. you don't see it, you're blind. Yeah, I guess so. But Jalen Hurts right now, one, I think gives you a chance to win every game. And I don't think he, in any of his games, even since last year, has been a reason why they've lost a game, even when they did lose games. You know what I mean? Like every Mm -hmm. time he's played, he's given them a chance to compete. And that's what I want out of my quarterback. I don't want it to be a burden that, oh, Sam Bradford is going to check down on a third and 10 to third eight yards before the sticks. You know what I mean? Like Jalen hurts has that killer mentality and live for the next play. And I thought it was a great example of the Kenny Gainwell touchdown that was called back. And then instantly you have to line up and then he goes and throws another touchdown after that. That's composure. That's just the overall understanding of the position. You have a good vibe of your team. Like that's what you want your quarterback to be. And right now, the leadership is off the charts for Jalen Hurts. He's killed it in his press conferences. I really think he talks like a true leader. And I've been impressed since this clock has turned to 2021, man. Like, I really have been. And I'm excited to see where he goes. Yeah, he seems made for Philadelphia. And that's Mm -hmm. why I hope it pans out because not that it's a knock on other players, but some players, and we've talked about this on the show before, just don't like this kind of environment for sports and the pressure and the scrutiny constantly, even sometimes when it's not justified and you're just under this constant microscope under this really hot light um, with how passionate this fan base is and with how Mm -hmm. hands-on the media is. I mean, it's a top five market in all of sports really in the NFL, especially and just the way his demeanor is the way his character is like, the amount of self-confidence he has and calmness and thick skin, like it's perfect for Philly. And it makes sense why he's built that way going back to his Alabama days. I mean, you have to have thick skin if you can 
bounce back the way he did after getting benched in a national championship game and to watch somebody else. I mean, you thought it was tough for Carson Wentz seeing Nick Foles win the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts was playing in the championship game and got and got pulled, and he still stayed at Bama. The next right. Year. Could you imagine if Wentz got yeah. benched in the Super Bowl, how right. that would have turned out? Right. So that's <laughs> that's the thing. Um, it, it's a lot of, and again, I totally understand why people, it would be tough for them to come back from that kind of stuff. But Jalen Hurts just, he seems made for Philadelphia. So I really hope that he can continue this momentum week two heading into this matchup at Lincoln Financial Field with the San Francisco 49ers. Me and Gino will stay locked on QB1 coming up next on this Friday edition of Locked on Eagles. And guys, today's show is sponsored by the best tasting protein bar on the planet, it's Built Bar, and there's so many delicious flavors for everybody. You've got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry. Gino's go-to is mint brownie. You've got double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. The list goes on and on. It's covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, and best of all, it's a healthy alternative to your everyday snack. 17 to 18 grams of protein and calories range from 130 to only 180 only four to five grams of sugar as well. And guys, we can get you 15% off today at built.com when you use our promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And like I said, you're going to get 15% off your order of the best tasting protein bars on the planet. It is Built Bar. All right, guys, we are locked on QB1 on this Friday edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked on Eagles. Guys, stay tuned for segment three as well. Gino and I are going to get into our second edition of LOE3 presented by betonline.ag where we give each three bets we like in the game between the Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers. But Gino, until then, we're still locked on Jalen Hurts. And uh, I guess the next question is for Jalen is what's next? I mean, Hurts is going to get, I think, a tougher matchup on Sunday against San Francisco. Even with Jason Verrett, uh, Verrett excuse me, out the 49ers top cornerback and Eric Crocker of Lockdown 49ers told me on Thursday, their second starting cornerback is also out for this game. So although that is the case, I mean, this front four in San Francisco, Atlanta didn't have Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead and, you know, D Ford, and they didn't have, you know, Fred Warner um, at, at linebacker, right? I mean, this is a pretty loaded first and second level of the team. So I'm curious to see how he does against this front. And I wonder what the game plan will be for the 49ers. Maybe, I mean, Atlanta was so blitz heavy, and I feel like San Francisco is not going to have to do that maybe to consistently get two hurts, although the offensive line of Philadelphia is great. I do just wonder if they're going to try to maybe keep things in front of them, keep hurts a little more contained in that way. Maybe a lot of heavy zone coverage without these cornerbacks. It'll be interesting to see what hurts does maybe with more traffic, especially in the middle of the field. Yeah. So you talk about it, like maybe they won't be as blitz heavy. And I think that plays yeah. into a big reason why this Eagles team in week one was so dependent on getting those quick bubble screens out. Sure. You know, even when Jalen was throwing those screens, he had pressure on him within a second and a half. Right. Like he had guys on him, both of those Quez Watkins screens right away. Most of the screens to uh, Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell, and especially on the tight end screen to Dallas Goddard, he was almost tackled when yeah. that ball came out. And now you're going to look at it, and you got a front four that can get pressure. And Fred Warner is a much better option oh, to yeah. be that spy that contains Jalen Hurts. So when I look at it, he's going to have to get it done with his arm. So we talk about our wide receivers versus their cornerbacks. 
And I firmly believe that even if they do run a lot of heavy zone, which I think they probably will have to based on personnel, the Eagles will win one-on-one matchups on the outside. And I don't know if the middle of the field is where you're going to want to target because you have Fred Werner to worry about. You have Jaquiski Tart and Jimmy Ward over the middle. I don't know if the tight ends are going to be too much in your game plan. Maybe it is having to attack the same way you did last week, just in a different fashion, because you know that front's one responsibility is to get after the quarterback, right? Right. And Jalen Hurts, he saw a lot of that last week, and that formula seemed to work. It seemed to have worked, and he mixed in some good throws down the field. Oh, I know yeah, people sure. were very dependent. On, I uh, they, There was a tweet that it said, are you worried about Jalen Hurts averaging like 3.7 it was, yards? Yeah, three, it was three and a half yards per attempt. Yeah, Three and a half yards. But if you look at next-gen stats, he was seven for eight on throws yeah. 10 yards past the, or 10 yards beyond the line of scrimmage. So right. 10 plus, which is great because we saw that last year, right, Lou? And I see situations like that arising in this game because when you have the two safeties having to worry about the two tight ends, right? Now you're going to open up those kind of the bubble areas about 10 to 15 yards down the field on the numbers where he's going to have to make tight throws in zone coverage, which he has done pretty well in his first couple games in the NFL and I'm not, I'm not worried about how Jalen Hurts throws to the numbers which is a good thing because many quarterbacks in the NFL stay away from those like those uh post routes and those out routes because they physically can't make the throws and Jalen Hurts seems to be able to make a lot of the throws that there. this yeah and yeah. and that's what we I think was going to be the expectation going into this week because the middle of the field is going to be clogged with those rush lanes all clogged up. I don't know how the run game gets going. The two premier safeties. And then Fred Warner is an absolute game Top record. Top five linebacker easily. Yeah. Easily. One of my one of the most underrated guys right. in the league. Well, and Gino, I think I think too the, the strength of this personnel this this year is always going to be screens and getting these guys into yeah. space and Jalen Hurts using his legs. So I'm not somebody that, you know, I discussed that stat we were talking about on Twitter yesterday with Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts, the passing chart where you saw most of it was, you know, twenty two of his attempts came within five yards of the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, 13 of those were completions. So, you know, I was discussing it too. Um, I do want to see him in different areas. Not, I'm not saying that he struggled in those areas on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We just really didn't see it at a high volume, right? Um, and so what I want to see is the the good throws you talked about, right? Seven of eight um, for completions, 10 plus yards down the field. I just want to see more of that, right? I just want to see different mm-hmm. kinds of passes because I want to see a defense when they do take away maybe those screens or limit them. And maybe they do find a way to limit Hertz's running ability. I want to see him make the throws like the one he made to Devonte Smith over the middle of the field where the blitz is coming. And mm-hmm. earlier in that game, he would have dropped his eyes and ran even when the pressure was picked up. He stepped up. Sanders picked it up, delivers a strike up in the pocket to Devonte Smith over the middle. I just I want to see more of that. I want to see more of uh, the plays he did make against the Falcons in higher volume because I want to see if he can consistently do because it is all about consistency and you know um, repetition. I do mm-hmm. want to see him just be able to do that in higher volume. So I'm curious to see if he is forced to do that against San Francisco. But again, there were a ton of signs that show us he can do that in higher volume. Another stat that I saw that really shows this is that he had the fifth highest completion percentage over expected. That means he mm-hmm. added 9.1% more onto his completion percentage than what was expected from the plays, what they would have created. So that means he was creating, right? And mm-hmm. making throws 
he was I, this is a, a point I wanted to make that he was throwing players open, right? Yes. With anticipation um, on a rhythm, like throwing to a window, not a player. And that's something last year I thought he definitely needed to improve on. The Dallas Goddard touchdown is the perfect example. I think you tweeted mm-hmm. out the uh, the sky cam of on the all 22 of that touchdown. Doesn't even make sense. Out, my brain can't oh comprehend my gosh, it. The ball, when the ball is out of Hertz's hands, Goddard hasn't even broken right yet to mm-hmm. where that ball was. Like he's like, three to five yards away still. I mean, it was an incredibly impressive play by Goddard too, but that's what I'm talking about is Hurts throwing guys open. Mm -hmm. So it's not that we didn't see that on Sunday against Atlanta making those tough passes. It's just that I want to see more and see if he can do it consistently. Yeah, I think that's that you brought up the um, expect over expected completion percentage is good Mm -hmm. because it's like the baseline and then did they go above and beyond that baseline? And you know, one of my favorite stats, Lou, is DVOA. And yeah. you know what he was in DVOA last week I out of all that. quarterbacks? He was fifth. 40% DVOA. So you talk he about was top efficiency. Five in a lot of impressive passing stats on Sunday. Yeah. So we talk about wanting to see more, right? Like you want more. Like you go yeah. to dinner and like you, you don't fill up your stomach. So you want more, right? But is it always logical to order a second meal after you just ate? No. Yeah. Is it always logical for Jalen Hurts to make some of these throws? Not always, and I think For the sure. idea that we we are going to see more of that. Like next week against Dallas, your idea of throwing over the middle, I think is that's how you're going to attack that team. Yeah, like definitely hit them hard. Their linebackers outside of Micah Parsons cannot run. Their safeties cannot cover. That's how you're going to go about it. What Jalen Hurts did last week, and what I think he'll have to do this week, is stay structurally sound to that game plan. You know, and be efficient. If you can be the fifth most fifth most efficient quarterback in the NFL for an entire stretch of a season, even if you're not throwing for 350 passing yards, it still means that you're getting the ball to guys where they are going to succeed. And he had an unbelievable amount of yak out of his wide receivers last week. You're going to see that from the team you're playing across the ball this week. That's their MO on offense. And that's how the the NFL kind of is going, man. Well, that's and, how the game was going too, Gino. Yeah, you exactly. You want to force it. Like I, I totally agree with that. Like you don't have to be the hero when you don't need to be. And I yes. thought Jalen Hurts. Um, you don't need um, to be like when yeah. Wentz would do that last year. Sure. Like, just throw it away. Right. Just throw the ball I think, away. I think his decision making was really impressive. And unlike mm-hmm. a lot of mobile quarterbacks that want to do more all the time because they have the ability. And I want them to a lot of the time take more meat off the bones. But I feel like Hertz has a very good understanding of when to give up and right. when to try to do more. I just I, I want to see him. I, sorry sorry I, to interrupt, but yeah, I don't think that like that three and a half yards is really indicative of like what he, it wasn't like Bradford where it's like Oh, he right. went through his reads and he's checked. Like, correct. No, those, was, that, was that, was the, that was the game yes, plan. I exactly. agree. I just, and, and that's why I'm not knocking him for that. I just, I want to see him in a different type of game situation. Like Very last fair. year against Dallas, where he's behind by multiple scores and they have to just open it up and he's just got to create in their manufactured touches just aren't working as well. I just, mm-hmm. again, Atlanta against Atlanta, I totally understand you were killing them and what was working was working. So you don't go off that script. I just, again, I want to see him in different game situations. And so hopefully we can see him tested in those areas and see where he thrives and where he doesn't. But yeah, I agree with you. I think the decision-making was incredible, especially against the blitz. Gino, he Mm -hmm. finished 10 of 13 for 138 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers and no sacks taken against the blitz. PFF gave him the highest grade of any quarterback against pressure last week. I mean, again, for a kid that is just starting out in this new offense, that is very new 
to the NFL still as a starter, his fifth start ever. Like that's, that's really impressive. Yeah. And I think the idea of growth is like in Jalen hurts in these first five games, I think he has grown game to game to game, you know? And I think week one was very, very indicative of how he has grown because you look at a lot of those plays last year, right? When the blitz is coming, what is the first thing he does? And you said it, Puts yeah. his eyes down. Or even in the Good. first half of yep. the game against Atlanta. And he was he able to. In the game. Yes, which is huge. And huge. E- even with the offensive line issues last year, you knew that there were times when Jalen Hurts would, it's a clean pocket and he would put his eyes down and not. Against and that's Dallas what we, especially. I thought yeah, when he was for, behind. I think that's the game like, uh-oh. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that sentiment. And I, I think we've seen that growth and until a quarterback becomes stagnant and you don't know what he can't do, like you want to see him continue to grow. And I think that is an excellent way to approach that quarterback position. Like take what you have. And then when the opportunity presents itself, like that Zach Ertz downfield throw, Mm -hmm. like the pass to Devontae Smith, you take advantage of it. And I think he did a very good job taking advantage of those situations against the blitz 10 for 13 with over hundred yards. Like that's an unbelievable statistic. That's yep. exactly what you want to see out of young quarterback. Because if you look at what the Eagles have done blitzing wise against young quarterbacks in the last couple seasons, I mean the Ben DiNucci game, the um, against the jets, I forgot who they started um, when Sam oh, Darnold was out. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Luke Falk. those, it was Luke Falk. Yes, it was. But those young quarterbacks, like you see it, like they put the, they just, they just shell, like they shell up. Jalen Hurts at no point shelled up. Right. I don't think at all, like in no, any of the games so that either. we've seen him. And mm-hmm. that's as a quarterback to know that like your guys can see you get up play after play after play. Like that's going to be a big motivator moving forward. And I, I really like the direction of this team, Lou. Like I hope I this agree. continues into this week, which I really think it should. It's going to be a tough test and I hope we win. So Bart Scott can shave his eyebrows off. Like you said on TV, yeah. um, he, out of all the yeah, people the in the, the world, Bart Scott has had some of the worst Philadelphia Eagles takes in my tenure of being an, <laughs> a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Yeah, no, I agree. It's been pretty bad. And I'm excited for this test. Again, it is tougher, but at the same time, Hertz does have an opportunity with his arm to take advantage of a secondary that's totally. extremely beat up. Like you said, they've got some great safeties. We know what their front four can do. They have one of the best linebackers in football with Warner. Um, but the cornerback position is a weak point right now. And the Eagles saw a lot of growth as well in the receiving core on Sunday. And so I think they have the advantage there for sure. And Gino, we're going to get into our LOE, excuse me, LOE three coming up next, and it's pretty wide receiver heavy, just a little tease. So we're going to get into three bets each that we like in this Eagles Niners game presented by BetOnline.ag coming up next right here on Locked on Eagles. Oh, it's funny that you mentioned our friends over at BetOnline.ag, Lou, and they are back and better than ever with everybody turning their eyes to the gridiron. I will be going to my first official college football game here in Colorado, Colorado versus Minnesota at 11 a.m. Mountain Time kickoff. And guess what? I'll be putting in a bet from BetOnline.ag. It's your number one spot for pro and college football action this season. Get your odds, your props, which we talk about on LOE3 and all your contests. And BetOnline continues to be your number one source for everything football. I mean, I'm on there 
for hours trying to figure out these LOE3s, Lou. Like they have, you can build your own player props. Yep. No other site in the world allows you to do that. It's truly unbelievable for individuals that love to bet responsibly. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 100% welcome bonus using the promo code NFL100. And that will be on your initial deposit when you sign up from football, basketball, boxing, UFC, NBA, and NHL will be back before we know it. You got your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of it now and all these 2020. 2021 amazing offers during the season. Bet online, your fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Please use the promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N at betonline.ag for that welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, guys, welcome back into this Friday edition of Locked on Eagles. Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri. It's time for LOE3 Week 2 edition presented by BetOnline.ag. Gino, we both have three bets to get into that we like for this Eagles and 49ers game. A look back to Week 1, we finished 4 of 6, which isn't bad. I was one, we were one yard away from going 5 of 6. Mm-hmm. I had the over on Dallas Goddard with 43 receiving yards. He finished 4 of 42 in a touchdown. It's the pain so of gambling, close, my friend. Man, yeah. that is literally <laughs> the pain of gambling. So if that was as close as you could get. And uh, Gino, Oh, look at our six bats. We really like the receivers against that Niner secondary we mentioned at the end of segment two. Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, I'll, we'll put out the official graphic on yes. Sunday with the uh, how we did last week, our current overall record, and we'll put in this week's bet as well. And one bet I'm looking at this week simply because I love the receivers so much, Lou, is for Miles Sanders to go under 14 and a half carries. And why okay. I say that, is because I believe that they're going to try to establish the run. I don't know how well that works, right? And you talk about this idea when you're forced to throw. That might come into fruition around the third quarter of this game. If they they can't figure out this run, and if they get Miles Sanders involved, maybe it's trying to take advantage of those underneath spots with some quick checkdowns. I just don't know if they're going to establish the run. So I'm going with under 14 and a half carries from Miles Sanders simply because I love the passing game in this game. I can't wait for the matchup between the Eagles offensive line and this 49ers defensive line. It's going it to be clinical. It's going to be so the best matchup for sure. I can't wait. I mean, you got Bosa against Maialata. You've got Armstead against Brooks and Kelsey. Lane Johnson against Ford. Um, yeah, it's going to be a really fun matchup for sure. And sticking with that theme, Gino, I think it is going to be about the passing game on Sunday, just based on the personnel and based on the stronger matchups, you know, your advantages and maybe where you're at a disadvantage. And so with that being said, all three of my bets have to do with receiver. And one of them has to do with Devontae Smith. He's at 50 and a half right now is the over under for receiving yards. And I just, I don't know. I think he's going to be consistently there every single week, Gino, with the targets he was getting last week. I mean, he's already, I think Jalen Hurts' favorite guy. I was wondering what the the target share was going to be between him, the young receivers, and the tight ends because Jalen Hurts really liked throwing to Goddard and Ertz during the summer. But Devontae was the go-to player. And when you lose Jason Verrett now in San Francisco, they are down their top two cornerbacks on the boundary. The way Devontae Smith looked week one, I don't know why we would doubt him to replicate that, if not create more, right? I mean, he had, Mm -hmm. what, three of five of those catches in one drive? I was texting you one after one. 
It was yeah, like you were literally we had like, to get another to catch, five. Another catch. Yeah. yeah. I was like one, and two, he did it all three, four, like yeah, four, on the four or five drive. Yeah, yeah, it was so unbelievable. I think it's going to be more stretched out in this game, and I'm hammering the over on 50 and a half. Yeah, let's double it up, man. That was my second one as yep. well. Like, I, I think we go heavy on that bet. I think it's I a agree. very smart bet to make, especially with the personnel issues that San Francisco is facing. Even they haven't gotten him involved. In the bubble screen game, Lou, like he's right. bound it was to take Quez, off. It was the yeah. running backs. It was Watkins and Rager. Yeah, yeah. So you look at that. I think that's a big advantage going against them. I, I think there's gonna he might average like twelve and a half yards mm-hmm. per reception, and I think he gets five to seven receptions in this game. Like I don't think yeah. that's out of the realm of possibility. Like bring out the hammers. Like we're hammering Devontae Smith yeah. over oh fifty gosh, and easy. a half. For sure. What's what's, uh, what's your final bet here? Yeah, so we're going passing. It's QB1 show. I'm going over one and a half passing touchdowns for Jalen Hurts. That's a good bet. Yeah, I I really think that in those situations, like when Jalen Hurts is like trying to roll out and like he might think to run like, oh, no, there's Fred Werner, right? So we dump it off and we get that easy touchdown, you know, like that's the situation I think we'll probably be in. I think they break off a big play at some point in this game, Lou. I just got a good feeling like – yeah. You, you, you move the safety and, and single high and you get a one-on-one matchup that you like. And I really do believe Jalen Hurts could be primed for another three touchdown pass game. And uh, I wouldn't be shocked if that were to happen. And it's QB one show, man. Like we're going to, we're going to continue to hammer this kid until he proves us otherwise. I I like what you mentioned about thinking a big play is going to break in this game at some point. It's just a matter of time with this personnel and uh, I want to talk about Quez Watkins. My final two bets have to do with Watkins. Right now, he's at the over-under for receiving yards is only 24 and a half. What? And his, yeah, and then his receptions is only at two and a half. He had more in two, the first two catches of yes. the last game. And then, Gino, it's interesting, like talking about Devontae, how like a lot of his production came on one drive. It was the same thing with Quez Watkins. After the right. first drive, it was kind of the tale of two halves when it comes to the screen game, right? It was a lot of Quez Watkins early on, and then they transitioned more to the running backs and to Jalen Rager getting those plays behind the line of scrimmage. I think Quez Watkins is going to get over 24 and a half yards in this game. I expect at least one big play. I think he's going to be more involved volume-wise. And just this kid is... At any moment, he can break. I mean, we saw it in the screen game against Pittsburgh in the preseason, last year against Atlanta, or excuse me, against Arizona in the regular Mm -hmm. season. Um, I think he's going to have over two and a half catches, and I think he's going to have over 24 and a half yards. I I think those are low numbers for Watkins, and I like the odds there too. So I'm hammering Quez Watkins. I think this is going to be a receiver-heavy game for the Birds, and Mm -hmm. so I think you should feel confident in putting money down on Smith, on Rager, and on Watkins. I totally agree, Lou. And you just look at the, like, they don't even have enough personnel to line up against. Like when they go empty, right? And I love that they scored that first touchdown out of an empty set. Like that's the way the NFL is moving. Pretty sure Josh Allen scored a majority out of his touchdown from a four wide receiver. Oh, and Arizona is the same thing. Same thing with Kyler Murray. Like when you line up five guys out, who are they going to line up at cornerback? Like I love the Amador Lenore, man, but these are no... Detroit Lions receivers, brother. Like, this is going to be a match. Yeah, this is not Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Brashad <laughs> <No>. Perriman. <laughs> yes, totally, man. And I'm excited to see how this Eagles team does because there are opportunities. Like, the Lions took opportunities last week that I didn't believe that would be there. But at the same yeah. time, our defense has to show up. It's going to be a lot of athleticism on the field for both sides of the team. But, hey, it's going to be our athletes against your athletes, my guys against your guys. 
who shows up and win round two, baby. Get out of the corner, come out swinging. I'm excited to see this game, Lou. The dogs are coming out of the cage once yes, again. Sir. It's at home. The first home opener with fans in two years. Cannot wait to see the atmosphere on Sunday. Gino and I will be back for the post game show on Sunday. So again, make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Eagles wherever you get your podcast and uh, on YouTube as well. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Birds at GC twenty four underscore football at DBLOE. And like I said, we'll see you Sunday. Hopefully after the game, talking about another. Eagles win. For my co-host Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for listening, and let's go Birds. Fly Eagles, fly.